The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas and was circling through the fringes of the business district when three shots suddenly rang out. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. So the House has decided that it is going to make a committee to investigate January 6th. The insurrection with grandmothers who are walking in with Yeti mugs filled with Moscato, wearing, you know, their fanny packs and carrying flags that say, don't tread on me. They've got their Gadsden flags out. Now, they weren't pride rainbow Gadsden flags, so they're not getting the pass. But did you know there was another insurrection that happened? Yeah. Activists stormed the White House demanding climate infrastructure priorities. They blocked all the entrances. Listen to this. This is from Human Events. And what could be called or what could easily have escalated into an attempt at insurrection. Team left activists from the Sunrise Movement marched in the White House demanding Biden put climate change at the top of his priorities. According to reports, protesters blocked all of the entrances to the White House, demanding that Biden succumb to their Green New Deal agenda and include a fully funded civilian climate change corps in its infrastructure bill. So you're not hearing much about that insurrection, only the January 6th one. And in fact, what's really crazy about the January 6th insurrection is the individuals that were actually arrested. Because many of them were people that just attended the event. And they had uh, you know, pictures online, the FBI shaking them down. But then all of a sudden, these individuals were being arrested left and right in front of their kids on Sunday morning. I mean, and somehow local reporters knew of these things. Julie Kelly from American Greatness had posted a lot of this. Justin Shaker. This individual is from WFLA News in uh, Florida. Polk County Communications Director tells WFLA that Josh Doolin, 23, was arrested this morning for federal charges in connection to the January 6th insurrection. He was hired May 3rd as an EMT with Polk Fire Rescue. The county is moving forward towards his termination. And you know, Julie Kelly said, well, how did you guys even know this was happening? Uh, it's, it's crazy because all of these people that were arrested... They were ma- mainly just people that showed up to protest. And some of the ones which we've laid out on previous podcasts who are involved in the actual uh, violence or rioting, or they were all members of Antifa or Black Lives Matter or had some affiliation with them. You know, the John Sullivan kid who happens to show up whenever the videos are necessary with the CNN correspondent. He just happens to show up all the time. It's, it's amazing. How did that guy 
have the foresight to be in the building when Ashley Babbitt was killed? How did he have the foresight to be out there with someone from the MAGA movement who was talking about how we need to go in? And then that individual, we don't even know if he was MAGA. We know some of the people around him uh, that were Make America Great Again Trump supporters were telling him to stand down. We even seen a video where somebody who was beating the doors of the Capitol building, they were, they were basically neutralized and uh, intervened by somebody with a red MAGA cap. Amazing. And then you have this from Revolver. Federal prosecutors or federal protection of Oath Keeper Kingpin Stuart Rhodes breaks the entire Capitol insurrection lie open wide. Hey, Republicans, you can crack open the entire story of January 6, 2021 with one simple relentless question. What is the FBI and the Army counterintelligence relationship with Stuart Rhodes? Stuart Rhodes is the founder, boss, and the kingpin of the Oath Keepers. The Oath Keepers, we are told, are America's largest militia, the most prominent anti-government group in the United States, and the preeminent right-wing domestic extremist insider threat to the entire U.S. military. Whatever the truth of these hyperbolic claims, the fact remains the Oath Keepers are the most extensively prosecuted paramilitary group to be involved in the January 6th insurrection. Indeed, it was the alleged pre-planned assault on the Capitol by Stuart Rhodes' alleged Oath Keepers lieutenants that was used as a key talking point uh, to try to convert the day's events into a from a protest into an insurrection. But Stuart Rhodes is not simply just a key figure for the Oath Keepers. Stuart Rhodes is the Oath Keepers, according to Oath Keepers board Richard Max. Elmer Stuart Rhodes III, a one-time Army paratrooper, disbarred Yale lawyer, constitutionalist, gun enthusiast, and far-right media star, founded the group called the Oath Keepers in 2009. Since then, he has ridden cross-currents of American anger and strife that ran from scrubby western deserts to angry urban protest right into the Capitol Rotunda. I think this is from an NPR piece that they're quoting. Max said he and others raised concerns about the Oath Keepers' participation in violent protest. He said it had become clear to the board uh, that he had no real power. Stuart Rhodes is the Oath Keepers. It's hard to separate the two, Max said. It's his organization, and he can do what he wants to do. Other dissenting voices found that they were no longer welcome. Jim Arorio, the vice president of the Arizona chapter, said relations began to fray with Rhodes' uh, instance on total control. This is from BuzzFeed. A mere indictment of Stuart Rhodes today for the same conspiracy charges alleged that his underlings would collapse the entire threat of the Oath Keepers from the country that has heard so much about them. Rhodes is the central figure of the organization. He's the founder, leader, and central gravity of the group. In theory, then, an indictment against Rhodes could lead to the group's collapse. The Justice Department argues that Stuart Rhodes both substantially organized and activated an inputted plan to use violence on January 6th in real time. Through a series of encrypted signal messages beginning at 1.38 p.m. as Trump concluded his rally speech on the National Mall and 62 minutes before Oath Keepers lieutenants allegedly formed a, quote, military stack to rush the Capitol doors. These facts alone, as alleged, are more than legally sufficient 
to secure an indictment of Stuart Rhodes. We will walk you through the mountains of direct and circumstantial evidence built on top of these allegations, but readers must understand this. The only reason Stuart Rhodes is not in jail right now is because of a deliberate decision by the Justice Department to protect him. Indeed, it is unclear whether the FBI has even sought to search Stuart Rhodes' residence, personal belongings, electronic devices, other than a single iPhone allegedly seized on the streets from an agent in an unmarked FBI vehicle in late April. But for reasons discussed in the article, there is a good reason to suspect the FBI will pursue it tightly with a tight control and very limited scope of investigation into Stuart Rhodes. Beyond that narrow scope, they may not want information that they are likely to find. Why doesn't anyone at the FBI or the DOJ want him? If January 6th was an insurrection, why protect the one man who more than any other individual referenced in the charging documents of the 530-plus open criminal cases comes closest to the media's ravenous description of a, quote, lead insurrectionist? Is it possible that the Oath Keepers, the most prominent anti-government group in the United States, has been run, in effect, by the U.S. government itself? And nobody has mentioned it until now? Revolver News generated tremendous discussion and controversy with previous pieces about uncovering January 6th using the charge, uh, charging documents. But with this piece, they intend to dis, uh, focus on this single discussion of this individual, Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers. If it turns out that Stuart Rhodes has had a relationship with the federal government, the implications would be nothing short of staggering. For Stuart Rhodes uh, is not just a senior member of the Oath Keepers. He is the Oath Keepers. Keep that in mind. So, uh, in other words, January 6th was not the result of an intelligence failure by FBI Director Christopher Wray, the U.S. Senate, and the media, or what the media tells us. Rather, January 6th was the result of an intelligence setup. Now, I'm not going to go through and read this whole thing because it's extremely lengthy, but I think that right there should tell you that, again, if you listen to my previous podcast on the insurrection, the January 6th riots, you would know that... Uh, that is the one group I knew nothing about. <laughs> I knew about uh, the Proud Boys. I've done many exposés on them, how, they're, how they were used to protect the Patriots' prayer. A group of Christians who just wanted to march, and everybody painted them in the news media as some white nationalist group. The Proud Boys show up to be a human shield, and then they get painted white nationalist, white supremacist. It was Gavin McGinnis's drinking buddies. It's, it's ridiculous. But we knew the Proud Boys... Uh, weren't a threat. We know QAnon people are too busy trusting a plan that hasn't happened and they're reading the Q drops and they're thinking somebody inside the government's feeding them information that's telling what's going to happen. People are in, in jail. Tribunals are happening. Executions are happening. Mike Pence and Hillary Clinton are holograms. All that crazy business. But remember, there are some aspects. Child sex trafficking, uh, Certain individuals, Hunter Biden, Jeffrey Epstein, um, we can get a little bit into Hunter Biden here in a little bit. Um, some of the aspects of Q are correct, believe it or not. I just don't think the whole thing is. I think there's little bits and pieces that are, are nuggets of truth, and I've been able to pick, pick those nuggets of truth out and connect and diverge with their craziness using left-wing sources. That's how I know that those nuggets of truth exist. But really, the Oath Keepers... 
I knew nothing about it. It's like the Boogaloo Boys. Who, who the hell are the Boogaloo Boys? You know who the Boogaloo Boys are? I don't even, I've never heard a name mention of a member. I've never seen a picture of them. I think the Boogaloo Boys are a Boogaloo, like Electric 2, Electric Boogaloo. What was it? Breaking 2. Breaking 2, Electric Boogaloo. It is a garbage entity created whole cloth by the intelligence industry, just like Stuart Rhodes, his Oath Keepers group. And then they uh, become some sort of fall guy that the U.S. intelligence can use to go after patriots who just want to protest the election results that we all thought were insane. Polling places told to go home on the one night. It's like telling Santa Claus, ah, it's Christmas Eve. You can take a load off. Go home. You don't have to go give out gifts. You got 365 other days. You know, there's no election on uh, March 15th. So, you know, maybe you can be at the polling place then. But on the day that you are needed the most, yeah, go home. Take a load off. We got this. No down ballots showing any other Democrat being elected pristine ballots coming in water main breaks that didn't happen uh, it, you know voting machines switching votes electronically voting machines that could be hacked in real time and were hacked in real time while the cameras were rolling in front of hearings i mean a guy just hacked it and was like yep look it could be hacked oh but they're not hackable but the New York mayoral's primaries, in the Democrat primaries, ah, we got to fix those because they're just all messed up. Ballots all, be, you know, stuffed in and using ballots that they use for tests that basically screwed up the number of ballots because they forgot to take them out. That is considered, oh, we need to look into that. Like the Iowa primaries, still don't know who won that for the Democrats. We're supposed to think the super majorities that kicked Bernie Sanders out of the way for Hillary Clinton, that kicked Bernie Sanders out of the way for Joe Biden. Joe Biden, no one won the Iowa primary. Now they can't even do a mayoral primary in New York, uh, New York City. But we're supposed to think, ah, this election, eh, pristine. And people showed up to protest. And the Capitol event was 45-minute walk away from where Trump was and happened before he could get there. And the Capitol building was evacuated the night before, because, or actually the, the morning of, because the night before they found pipe bombs that just magically showed up. Who put those pipe bombs there? U.S. intelligence? Then there's the issue with Ashley Babbitt. Remember, she was the one when they were all inside the Capitol and Jaden X... John Sullivan from Insurgency USA, Black Lives Matter group, was filming her death as they were pounding on the door inside the building. Well, who killed Ashley Babbitt? This is written by Cockburn from uh, Spectator World. Who shot Ashley Babbitt, the pro-Trump Air Force veteran who was killed by police during the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol building? The American people were told that it was a Capitol Police officer who had fired the fatal shot. But Cochran has stumbled across some information that points to a different explanation. Sources close to and within the intelligence community tell Cochran that Babbitt was actually shot by a member of then-Vice President Mike Pence's protective detail. The Vice President's detail, of course, is provided by U.S. Secret Service and not the Capitol Police. One person asserted that Cochran, uh, to, to Cochran over drinks in D.C., that said this is basically an open secret in the intelligence community. Law enforcement sources suggested to Cochran that 
The Capitol Police Department and Department of Justice have publicly identified the shooter as a Capitol Police officer in order to protect the reputation of the Secret Service. Cockburn also wonders if this is an attempt to protect Mike Pence from further anger or threats from Capitol rioters who wanted to refuse to or wanted him to refuse to certify the election results of January 6th. A cover-up of this nature would also explain why the government hasn't been forthcoming with other information about the alleged Capitol Police officer who they say shot Babbitt. Police officers who are involved in shootings are almost always identified publicly, and unarmed or unnamed officer's lawyer said that his client is being kept anonymous due to threats against his life. Babbitt's family, however, argues that they have a right to know who shot and killed their beloved relative. Her husband, Aaron Babbitt, is suing Washington, D.C. for access to the records that would supposedly reveal the name of the officer. Michael Brendan Doherty floated the idea that Babbitt was shot by Secret Service on Twitter uh, in early June, writing in response to Aaron Babbitt's lawsuit. Quote, I mean, at this point, you have to suspect that it's not a capital cop. You know, I always wondered that because I posed the question multiple times. Why didn't this individual, if he was a cop, issue some sort of warning stand down? You know, it's like, drop your weapons. It's the police. That nothing. There was nothing. This guy is sitting there in the corner, gun off in the distance on the left-hand side of the video, just, you know, moving back and forth, trying to get a good shot in. And then as soon as she steps up and opens her torso up because she reaches wide to climb up, she gets shot in the neck and gets killed. Why did that happen? It would make more sense that it would be Secret Service because they're going to shoot at anyone and they don't need to put out some protective warning or some stand down order. They just pull the trigger and go. So, again, this whole January 6th BS, which isn't being applied to the climate change activist who stormed the Capitol just a few days ago is nothing but a ruse. That's why the House wants to create this committee. They want to gaslight you like you're hit over the head with a fire extinguisher. Right, Officer Sicknick? That never happened. Like you're an oath keeper. That's actually probably some FBI informant. And the FBI was involved in this whole thing. The NSA, who is spying on Tucker Carlson because he's putting out actual truth, is in on this whole thing. Your bureaucracy is being weaponized against your patriotism. Back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. Happy Independence Day, this 4th of July weekend that we celebrate our independence from tyranny, that we set up the greatest nation in the world, a nation based on morals and religious people who codified into law the fact that we cannot overstep our natural rights as deemed to us by our creator. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, iHeart, you could also check out the Roku channel in your streaming store. Just search Adrian Slade Show. Also, donate to the show at anchor.fm slash Adrian Slade slash support or call to be on the show. 1-929-GO-GO-USA. That's 1-929-GO-GO-USA. God bless. <laughs> 